today's video, I'm going to answer your questions. Any questions you have, it's going to be about investment, finance, anything coronavirus-related, economy-related, better understanding of owner's earnings and begin to use it yourself and evaluate companies yourself. How to think in probabilities, not certainty. And that's essentially what you have to do as, in, as investors. Today, I'm going to show you everything about owner's earnings, how to calculate it, why it's so important, what goes into it, why it's one of Buffett's favorite metrics use, how I use it to evaluate every single company I look at. Talking about specific value value investing concepts and techniques. We're going to talk about why you must read companies' financial reports um, and why you cannot just rely on the numbers. Hey, Jason here. Today's set of videos, this was supposed to be a Facebook Live where I'm going to talk about how the coronavirus pandemic and the economic devastation that is already here and that is still coming, how these things are going to affect how we work, how we live, how we function as humans over the last 50 years at least, how that's going to change in various different ways. So I apologize for the issues with the Facebook Live. I will hopefully, hopefully get uh, that fixed by next week so I can do them again. But for now, I'm going to do this here and I'm going to release these, uh, this video as topics that my team is going to cut down over the next few days. So what we've covered in the last several weeks during this coronavirus pandemic and these Facebook Lives, the economic devastation that is here and that is coming between the unemployment in the U.S. and worldwide, uh, how people aren't paying their bills, what's going to happen with that and the banks and the credit uh, credit tightening, stuff like that. All the stuff we've talked about in the last several weeks of videos, I'm not going to talk about that today. Um, frankly, I don't want to talk about that anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Um, talking about that kind of stuff, I don't like talking about that kind of stuff. And the news just keeps getting worse and worse. So for now, I'm going to talk about today, actually, for example, the U.S. just released that another 3 million Americans, so we're up to 37 million Americans in two months, in the last two months, have now filed for unemployment. And horrifically bad. Um, going to get worse still. Instead of talking about that today and the economics or the economic impacts of mass unemployment, I'm going to tell you some good things and bad things about what's likely going to this pandemic and this economic devastation is going to change um, in the future. Again, these are not predictions. I don't make predictions usually. Um, and these are based off my ex personal experience and my learning over the last 13 years. These are what and what I'm researching now and working on now. So these are not predictions. These are things that could happen in most cases. Some cases, it's what's going to happen. Uh, but in many cases, it's stuff that could happen. So keep that in mind as you watch this video and the other videos as well. So let's start off kind of Great Depression mindset. So if you learned about the Great Depression in high school, the United States, I know I did growing up, I'm sure every did, everybody did to at least a small degree. I think what we're being talked about in at least the United States Again, in the news is we're talking about recession, recession worse than the Great Depression, or than the Great Recession, recession worse, maybe the worst recession we've ever seen. 
I don't think we're heading to that. I think we're heading to or already in a depression type of scenario. So I want to kind of talk about what happened in the past to kind of let you know what may happen in the future in terms of the depression, in terms of economics. I'm not going to get into the political stuff. I'm not going to get into that stuff today or the um, collapse in the economy. Some of the other stuff I've talked about specifically that was in the uh, oil crash video. In terms of how this pandemic and the economic devastation are going to change things going forward, I think it's going to change things massively. As in, I think, having, again, studied the Great Depression quite a bit, pretty much every person who grew up in that generation, they grew up to be super cheap, super frugal, pinch pennies, whatever you want to call it. Um, they didn't waste things. They were kind of scarred for life from the stock market. Um, many of that generation didn't ever invest in the stock market again. I think that is going to have a similar impact on us now in terms of not necessarily that level of stuff, but in terms of how much it's going to change our lives. For example, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine on one of the lives, uh, Nick. We went to high school together and I said in that video, I think this is going to be a life altering this pandemic and economic devastation is going to be on the level of the Great Depression, first of all, in terms of how it changes us and our habits and what we do. But I also think it's going to be change us kind of at a fundamental level in terms of how my generation was forever changed by 9-11. In that conversation that I was having with him in one of the lives, um, he said he could remember the exact spot he was at when he saw the, t the second plane hit the tower. I could too. I was in Mrs. Kepler's class. Me, I think Russ Reed and Randy Hewling were on the same class. And the, again, these are guys all I grew up with. We went to high school together, uh, middle school, high school together. And we were in, I think, Miss Kepler's class watching the second plane hit the tower. I knew at that moment, again, this was... 2001, 19 years ago, almost at this point, I can remember specifically where I exactly was when that happened. I've heard people say they can remember when man first landed on the moon in the 60s. I think this will have a same or a similar impact, maybe not on my generation and older, because we grew up with the um, abundance and the improving economics situation and uh, general good life in the United States, growing up, that kind of stuff. For my kids' generation, I think it may have the opportunity to change their lives forever in the same way that 9-11 changed our kind of perspective on things, millennials. Um, again, I don't like to put a generation thing on it because I think this will affect everybody. But I think specifically for my kids' generation, they're nine, six, and two. They didn't, I mean, my oldest understands what's going on. And she remembers stuff from before, of course. So does my six-year-old. But my two-year-old, she won't remember. If things don't go back to quote-unquote normal, where we're traveling and going on airplanes and going on car rides and going to sporting events and stuff like that anytime soon, she won't remember that. Um, so... 
I think it has the potential to change how we do things as a society kind of going forward again. This will be years in the making like 9-11 was type of thing. In terms of the Great Depression economics and stuff like that, I don't know if this will have a long-term impact on people in the stock market um, because that, frankly, that lasted, that mindset kind of lasted into the 50s. So from 1929 to the 50s, probably the mid-50s area, a lot of people didn't invest in the stock market because they were afraid of another crash. I don't think at this point in time that will have that major of an impact, but if the stock market crashes and people literally lose their life savings um, and their livelihoods like they did at the rate of the Great Depression, it may get to that. I don't think that will happen at this time, but again, if this goes on for a long time period, you never know. Will people become more frugal? Will people spend less money on things they don't quote unquote need? I think so, yes, because people will be out of work. Uh, people in mass worldwide are out of work already. More people would be going out of work, so they won't have as much money to spend if they're out of work, obviously. And they will be worried more about getting stuff for their kids like food. That's what they will be worried about if it gets to that kind of situation. So I think it will change in the short term people's spending habits enormously. I think it will. Um, in the long term, again, if this goes on for a short, shorter time, six months or so, I don't know how much of an impact it will have if it goes on for 18 months. Who knows? This may change our kind of economics forever. So in terms of the Great Depression, again, I think we're heading towards a depression type of scenario. I don't think it will get that bad because, frankly, the policymakers and the people in the Federal Reserve and financial makers or financial creators, I guess, depending on which way you want to put it, are smarter and they learn from the mistakes from the Great Depression. I don't think we will get there in terms of literally people in massive food lines, uh, eco economic devastation for, I think the, the Great Depression went on for something, depending on the kind of exact definition, about 12 years. I don't think it'll last that long. I'm thinking more three to five years is what this will last in terms of the economic badness, <laughs> I guess, level of badness is the best way to put it. I don't think it'll last 12 years. I'm thinking more along the line of three to five years. So again, I don't know if it will forever change how we do things, but in the short term, it definitely will. Um, I have no doubt about that. So that's my thoughts on the Great Depression stuff. This will also 100% change how the world manufactures and creates things. So back in the 70s, when China kind of opened up its economy, it had super cheap labor, super cheap manufacturing, and pretty much the world went to China to manufacture stuff. That's been changing already in recent years because China's labor costs have gone up significantly. So more companies already have been going to places like Vietnam, the Philippines, Indonesia to a smaller degree. These kind of areas, India to a, a smaller degree as well, to manufacture stuff. This has already been happening. This is going to massively accelerate in this process. China, pretty much the entire world, is angry at China right now for either their perception that they released this virus purposely uh, as a bioweapon or that they 
knew it was happening and they lied about it and tried to cover it up. Either one. Again, frankly, it doesn't matter what you believe. Most of the world believes at best that China massively lied, massively covered things up. There was a report out of Taiwan the other day that uh, quoted German intelligence showing, again, I use the word showing because I didn't see the proof, obviously. It's just based on German intelligence sources. They don't have those. Uh, I don't have access to German intelligence. But according to German intelligence, it is showing that China massively covered up, along with the WHO organization, World Health Organization, covered up this virus, which led to literally millions of infections, potentially deaths, hundreds of thousands of deaths, whatever the kind of final count will be. <coughs> Excuse me. So the trend away from China has already been happening because of their high labor cost. Now, again, United States, Germany, Australia, and other countries, Japan is up there, extremely mad and or frustrated with China and their perception that they were lying and covering stuff up. Again, the perception is what matters here. The belief... Frankly, it doesn't matter what you believe. I'm not even going to tell you what I believe because, again, it doesn't matter. This is leading countries like the U.S., Japan, Australia to get into a kind of war of words with China. And Japan and specifically the United States to their governments to incentivize companies to come back to the United States and Japan, in this case, to manufacture there. Because of these things, again, higher labor costs and the perception that China is lying about all this and covering stuff up, China is going to get punished economically. I don't think there will be a war, um, but they are going to be punished economically by the world as a whole, by companies taking their manufacturing out of the country, by taking their supply chains like um, like um, medical supplies and medical uh, prescription ingredients. That will be taken away from China manufacturing tech to probably a smaller degree. Food production will likely be taken out of China uh, in large mass. And this will happen again. This has already been happening, but this is going to accelerate things even more. China is going to be harmed economically pretty badly, I think, by this. Um, they overplayed their hand massively, in my opinion. Uh, again, whether they released it purposely or not, they overplayed their hand massively. And they are going to get punished economically, again, rightly or wrongly, whether you believe China or not, rightly or wrongly. They are, this is what's going to happen. They are going to be punished. Again, the U.S. and Japan are already trying to incentivize uh, their companies to come back onshore to those countries to do more manufacturing and have their supply chains kind of not as reliant on China. This is going to ratchet up. You're seeing Australia join this, Germany. Um, you'll probably see this out of Spain and Italy and France when those countries kind of recover more from the coronavirus. The world supply chain over the last 50 years has relied and gone almost exclusively in large part to China. That is going to change rapidly. Some companies will go back to their home countries and do manufacturing because of these incentives. But countries like India, Vietnam, Philippines, um, they will benefit enormously from this because more manufacturing go, go into the countries, more supply chain, 
um, things will go into these countries and more. this will create more job opportunities, more wealth, all this kind of stuff in these countries. This is what's likely to happen. I think it's 100% certainty that countries will take a lot of their supply chain, especially strategic stuff like the, the uh, medicine uh, and ingredients and stuff, they will take that out of China as soon as they can. I think that's pretty much 100% certainty. I think it's still very likely that China will be punished again, whether the perception is right or wrong. They will be punished economically for this and their economy will suffer from this. Countries, again, companies will go to Japan or not Japan, uh, to larger degree, to smaller degree, sorry, to their home countries, wherever they are, Japan, Australia, USA, whatever. They will go increasingly to Philippines, uh, Vietnam, India, these type of places for their supply chain and lower labor cost uh, manufacturing things. Again, I think that's pretty much a certainty. So what does that mean? Kind of from an investment perspective, maybe you should look at India, Philippines, Vietnam. This is to play out still. Um, but this is going to happen. And again, it's already been happening. It's just going, this is going to accelerate things even more. Uh, China, the government could become more aggressive if their economy, if people, companies in mass start to take their um, manufacturing and stuff out of the country who knows but again this is all in the future i'm not talking about what could happen politically especially because <laughs> that you never know what's gonna happen there so uh, but from the economic perspective china is going to suffer it's in my opinion a pretty much certainty that's going to happen economically um as kind of payback for all of this again not necessarily the actual coronavirus happening because viruses happen all the time but the covering up and kind of lying about it is they're going to be punished for that economically in my opinion 